Blog Talk Radio. of the stoop i am your host jeff the shark Barini. and with me uh as always for now if <laughs> she uh agrees to hang in into such technical difficulties is jill Tatey. hi jill how are you this evening how you doing i was getting scared there for a second but i tried to introduce myself and uh bring us in <laughs> yeah we appreciate it the uh we are a little staticky we apologize for that we're uh, working on it as we speak um, but here we are, ready for a Wednesday night edition of The Stoop. We have a huge show tonight, so we certainly hope everything comes through. We are expecting Sean Kanan at 8.30 this evening. He is a terrific actor. Uh, he's been in soap operas. He's been in movies. He's been in a little bit of everything. He's a fantastic individual. We're lucky to have him here on The Stoop. So we just got to hope that everything uh, gets fixed and is working well. What do you think, Joel? I'm so excited for Sean Kanan. Uh, we have lots and lots and lots to talk about. His career is so extensive, and he's done so much, and I'm really excited for him to join us tonight. <laughs> I could not agree more. Absolutely. Um, so let me uh, take a moment while we're here uh, before we get into any of the uh, actual stuff and uh, – Keep testing of equipment. We're working on the backstage. I know it's coming out a little static, and we, we do apologize to our listeners. Um, but a quick shout out to one of the longtime living legends of professional wrestling, uh, Rick Flair, who has been in the hospital. He was in a medically induced coma the other day. And uh, latest news from his family is that he is not doing well, he's having organ failures. So I'd like to send out a get well soon to the nature of Rick Flair. Do I know if you're a big wrestling fan or if you're Rick, but a uh, pretty serious circumstance. Um, whether you're a fan of it or not, man in uh, dire need right now with some prayers. So we're going to send him out right here from the stoop. Yeah, and his daughter, Charlotte, uh, posted a pic last night with her dad, and she was just thanking, thanking fans um, for their love and support. Um, yeah, really sad news. He went into kidney failure um, after surgery on his colon. So, uh, yeah, all the best prayers are out to him and his family. Very well said. And uh, we're starting to, it looks like, lose Jewel a little bit as well. We apologize for technical debate. It does happen here sometimes, uh, but nothing that we can't handle. Um, let's go into, real quickly, 
Uh, last week we had Daniel Taylor on the show, and what I'd like to do real quickly while we work on some of the difficult, technical difficulties, get to the song we did not get to play from her last week. Uh, a song that was called Dead and Gone. We had promised to play it, and we didn't get a chance. So let's get into Daniel Taylor's Dead and Gone. We'll play that real quick, and then we'll work on some things. We'll be back with you in about four minutes. Thank you. Breathe. 
right, the song is Dead and Gone, and the artist is Daniel Terrace, who was here with us last week on The Stoop, and uh, I'd like to deliver our promises. We told her we'd play this song last week. We did not get it on. We ran a little short on time. We got it this week. What do you think, Joel? I just really fell in love with that whole album. Um, Danielle is such a sweetheart. I'm so happy we had her on, especially as our first because she was very of, but it was my debut, and I was very nervous. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, Danielle, and I really like your album. I hope everyone else does, too. All right, I certainly enjoyed it. Sounds like we're getting a little better. I think some of the technical difficulties have been worked out a little bit. Joel, you're sounding much clearer. Uh, hopefully I'm clear on your end, and uh, we'll commence. Yep. So we'll get on Yep. with the show. Here we go. And with that, there we go. <laughs> so we're going to kick <laughs> off with the uh, top five tonight. Our category is top five guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures oh, in music. Bands or artists that, you know, maybe your friends don't agree with that you're liking, and maybe some people are on the board and thinking it's hip, but we enjoy them. Tonight I'm going to twist and let Jewel start off for her top five. So let's lay it on, Jewel. Top five guilty pleasure bands. Okay. I'm just putting it all out there. So don't judge me, please. But, uh, all right, number five. Number one, I would have to say I grew up with this guy. He's just my favorite ever. He's just the best. Um, He has an amazing voice, but he sadly has passed away. But my family has just loved him, and he was my first concert would have to be John Denver. Um, Yeah, I got picked on by my friends. (laughs) for uh, liking John Denver, but I don't care. And you know what? When I meet someone who likes John Denver, like, we have an instant bond. It's like, oh, my God. Like, we talk, you know, forever about John Denver music and how great he was. And, yeah, I'm just happy I saw him live. And number two, I saw these guys about, like, 12 times throughout my adolescence. And they are the Backstreet Boys. I am a 90s child. So, yeah, I grew up with all that pop, boy band, girl band, you know, Britney Spears era. So, yeah, I was obsessed with the Backstreet Boys. When all my friends turned to NSYNC, I stayed loyal and true to my Backstreet Boys. Um, I saw them, like, 12 times. I saw Nick Carter solo. So, yeah, they were a big part of my childhood. (laughs) Um, That leads me to number three, which is Spice Girls. I saw them live also when they came here. I believe it was the Wells Fargo Center. And they were great. I actually said hi to Scary Spice and she said hi back. So that just made my life. And that was a, you know, forever Scary Spice fan. Uh, number four. I do rock out to some Britney Spears. I'm not going to be ashamed. I was looking on my playlist and the past couple of days I was listening to nothing but Brit Brit. So shout out to Britney. <laughs> Brit Brit. And her crazy ass, but I love her. And uh, number five, I struggle because all I listen to is good music. But if I was embarrassed by something and I really belted out lyrics to something, it would have to be Mariah Carey in the shower. Like, I just go hard. I don't like her as a person, per se. But, um, yeah, I love her music, and I love singing it at the top of my lungs. So there is my top five. No judgment, you know, no shame. So how about you, Jeff? <laughs> All right. Well, it's a judgment-free zone, as we like to do here. Uh, yeah. 
you know, we, we lay out our uh, innermost thoughts and my top five bands, uh, Limit for the ladies, but you know I'm going to lay them out here. Number five is Depeche Mode. I know Depeche Mode is an excellent band, but you know exactly. Jewel chuckles. I tell a lot of uh, my male friends I'm a fan of Depeche Mode. I get the squawk, but uh, great band. I see a lot of good music, some sensual music. Depeche Mode. I'm, I'm laying it out there. Number five. Um, yeah, number five. Number four. Me and Jewel had the same name here. The Spice Girls. Yay! I'm telling you what you want, because you really, really want. Yeah, I'm doing it. I am singing it. <laughs> I am jamming in the car. You know, and from a guy's standpoint, come on, five beautiful ladies singing, dancing. You can't beat it. You have Spike Girls are, in fact, on my list. Number four. Number three, Boy George and Culture Club. Nice. You know, <laughs> again, a lot of people are like, well, you know, them songs are written by a man for a man. Hey, it's okay. We don't judge your student. I don't care who they're written for. Let's face it, growing up in the 80s, Boy George and Culture Club were popular. Their songs became catchy, and they're, they're in my mind forever. So uh, Culture Club is number three. Number two, I know this guy's huge, and this guy's very famous. But a lot of the guys are, are going to rough me up. My buddy's Justin Timberlake, Mr. JT himself. <laughs> guy's got talent. I mean, come on. Joel keeps laughing at my selections. I see her across the studio. It's a long shot from here, but I can still see, and I see her laughing at me. Justin Timberlake. Uh, is it number two? Number one, again, we speak of somebody who passed away, and she's one of my favorite entertainers of all time, a guy I'm fortunate that we lost, would be George Michael. Um, guy's music was, was deep, and even when he ran into a you know a problem with the record company, he still went forward. He spoke out against the record company and made his albums. His demise was a little rough. At the end, we didn't hear and see much of him, but you have got to love George Michael, and I really don't care who's going to beat me up in the playground because I'm forever a George Michael fan. That is my top five. Pick a top five list tonight, Joe. I'm going to run down yours. Number five, John Denver, who got mentioned on the stoop two weeks in a row by Joel. <laughs> John Denver, five, Backstreet Boys at number four. Number three, the lovely girls from England, the Spice Girls. Number two, uh, I prefer to watch her videos, but I'll listen to her music, Britney Spears. And number one, somebody who is Jules not going to go to her holiday parties, but she does like her music, Mariah Carey. <laughs> uh, for me, my top five is The Best Mood, The Spice Girls. Culture Club came in at number three, Justin Timberlake, number two, and Mr. George Michael, the late George Michael, comes in at number one. That takes care of uh, top five. Enjoyable as always. We brought it back. We like top five from the stoop. We decided to give another go round. So, Jewel, thanks for that. Thank you. I love your list. Thank you. Thank you very much. Likewise, on to topics of discussion. And last week, our very, uh, I'm sorry, Monday, actually, not last week, I should say Monday, our very own newly crowned Slim Tady professed <laughs> her undying love for Eminem. And then I saw this story, and I had to bring it up. Eminem is selling, has it up for sale, his big mansion outside of Detroit, the Detroit suburb. He's listing at $1.999 million, which is about a 50% loss from the original pay. Now, Jewel, let me ask you a question. First of all, if you had the money to shell out $4.5 million on a mansion, are you letting it go that cheap and selling it? Uh, would you take that kind of financial hit? What do you think? Well, if you were worth $210 million, I mean, 
wouldn't that kind of be chump change to you? I mean, he did live in it for 14 years. He got some good use out of it. Let me ask you, Jeff, did you see the pictures of the place? I, I sure did, and I think I'm still looking at them. That's how big the place is. It, you can't fit it all in one picture. It's, it's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. But uh, not even, I mean, the outside is so cool looking. I mean, you know, basketball courts, tennis courts. But the inside kind of threw me off. It didn't look like Eminem lived there for 14 years. It looked like a grandma lived there. <laughs> like, it had floral <laughs> curtains and white appliances in the kitchen. Like, it, it just didn't look like his house. Like, when you think of, like, you know, the six top richest in the whole world like it just didn't look like his house but uh yeah i mean of course he's going to be fine of course he can afford it um you know detroit is not the place i think anyone wants to live right now the the house values have drastically fallen especially in the last 14 years because like my father's a realtor and you know 2008 came and hit everyone hard i think it was 08 don't quote me on that but you know the mortgage crisis or whatever and uh, yeah, it hit everyone really hard. Like people aren't buying the way they should anymore. And it's just getting harder and harder and, and property value is dropping like crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, cut your losses and get the hell out of Dodge. I don't know where he's moving next, but <laughs> hopefully it'll be nice. I mean, he's M&M. He can afford anything. His daughter's off to college. So, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. He needs a, a woman's touch, though. In, in inside the house because that was hurting. What do you think, Jeff? Again, two weeks in a row, Jewel is uh, <laughs> dying to get some M&M action. So if uh, oh anybody God. connected to him is listening to the show, she just oh, wants Jesus. to give a woman's touch to his next house, you know. And uh, as many didn't say me. how much money you have, <laughs> no matter how much money you have, doesn't mean that you certainly have a grip on the uh, the decorating. Uh, got to ask you a question quickly, Jewel. Something that's off topic, and it's something that's unreal. It happens once in a while here at the Stoop Studio, and I couldn't help but notice we had some fans outside of the window. Who is uh, who's outside there watching in, checking us out here on the Stoop? Oh, oh my goodness! That's my niece Alyssa. She's a riot. <laughs> Since I've gone live, she peeked outside the window that I'm at. <laughs> But, yeah, she's a hoot, and she's going to um, hear it from me when we, we get off here. That's right. Well, it's nice to know that people are listening and people are out there and even uh, trying to invade the studio. Like I said, again, we apologize yep. for technical difficulties. We'll work on it. We're, uh, we still keep the show going. The show must go on, and here we are. Uh, what's the stoop? 20 after 8, uh, we're expecting Sean Kanan. Around 8.30. Again, Karate Kid 3, the bold and the beautiful General Hospital. AJ Quartermain, the ladies were going crazy when we announced this show. He's a super talented guy. We can't wait to have him on. We're going to talk about another topic here, and word came out today. This is good. I like this for uh, people. The co-founder of Netflix, whose name is Mitch Lowe, uh, has come up with a new idea with his new, uh, with his new venture, Movie Pass. It's going to offer movies for $9.95, unlimited for an entire month. You can see a movie a day for 30 days. Now, you can't go to an IMAX or a 3D, but if you go to a regular theater that accepts debit cards, you can see movies for $9.95, one fee each month. 
Joe, do you think this is going to generate moviegoers to go back to the theater? Is this a good idea? I mean, of course it is. Like, who wouldn't pay $9.99 to see any movie they want and get out of the house? Not only, I mean, you pay that for Netflix. Like, you know, a, a membership is $10, and they get to enjoy Netflix at home. But now they actually get to go out and go to a movie, like, unlimited for that's the cost of one adult ticket. Now, I was trying to figure it out. Like, like parents I know of three-plus kids, they just refuse to go to the movies because it's way too expensive. They have to pay for all their kids. And, you know, the kids end up crying and being upset because they can't see their favorite Minions movie or whatever. So, yeah, I think this is amazing. Um, Mitch Lowe is, you know, the former head of Netflix and Redbox. And he's like, he. this is a direct quote. He said, this is so much like Blockbuster when we rolled out Netflix or Redbox. It's the big guy being afraid of the little guy offering better value to consumers because AMC is totally against this because, you know, it, it decreases the prices. And AMC said that um, they're against this because reduced pricing would leave them unable to, quote, operate quality theaters, unquote. So, you know, it. I, I mean, AMC is a juggernaut, and this guy Mitch Lowe is a mad genius because who wouldn't go for this? I mean, I am signing up today. I heard this site is shut down from how many people are trying to sign up. Um, I go to the <laughs> movies all the time. Like, it's just an enjoyable thing. And I, I'm sure everyone would sign up. Would you, Jeff? Heck, I'm not the biggest moviegoer, and my wife would be the first one to tell you that. But for $9.95 for a month, you would have to take advantage of it, even if you see two movies. Um, now, admit it, I'm an IMAX junkie. I become a 3D IMAX guy, and it's normally I prefer to see movies. But for the family, for uh, somebody who might have six kids and, uh, you know, and money's not as readily available and money's tight, it's a pretty darn good deal. And you're bringing the families back to the movie theater. Um, you're still going to get nailed with the price of popcorn and the price of your snacks, and that stuff's still going to hit you. But i got to tell you, just to get people back in the door, I think it's a pretty good deal. Uh, will it affect the dollars and cents of movie stores? Maybe not, because... We're hearing now that, if I'm reading it correctly, that the website has offered to pay the difference um, on, an, on an average ticket. So I guess one ticket at 9.95, an average ticket is 20 dollars. They're talking about paying the difference back to the movie theater, but you know how that works out is, is beyond me. But yeah, I think it's a great idea. That's an amazing move by them, and this guy is just <laughs> a genius. And um, He's doing it. Uh, it. It does exclude IMAX and 3D, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Any movie I see, I don't need to see it in IMAX. Like, personally, I'm sure a lot of people do, you know, wh- whatever big summer blockbuster is coming out. But I never, I don't think I, I think I've gone to one IMAX movie. But, you know, I, I, I would just enjoy the regular movie experience. I mean, I don't go as often as... It is that expensive, and um, I want to start taking my daughter, but, you know, it's it's pretty damn expensive. It's a whole day, and, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I'm sure this will this will happen because Netflix and Redbox happened, and Blockbuster was against it, and AMC is going to have, you know, a stick-up its ass about it, but it's going to happen. So, 
Hey, <laughs> let's go to the movies. The uh, the proverbial stick up the ass is the uh, is the backbreaker here at the Stoop. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's a great idea. I'd like to see it kick into effect. While we're on the subject of Netflix, I'm going to stick with that. Um, Netflix, Amazon, cable TV shows seem to be the craze uh, of late. I mean, everybody, of course, watches Game of Thrones, and then we have uh, Shameless, uh, a show I just started watching, Ray Donovan. It seems like everybody's in the cable and the Netflix series. Is network TV and its PG boring format losing interest? Are people losing interest in ABC and NBC and stuff like that? I I have a lot to say about TV nowadays. Um, I I love the commercials with uh, Sling TV, and their tagline is "Be picky with your TV because you're picky about literally anything else." Um, yeah, it, like you can literally pick your channels, what you want to watch. Like for me, I love local news. I love my Fox 29 in the morning, but I also like you know my junk TV like you know, my reality shows and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to pick your own TV. I'm a fan. I have Netflix, Hulu, um, but I also have Dish Network. And I called up Dish, and I'm like, you know what? I have Netflix and Hulu. I don't need you. Dish was like, (laughs) you know what, Joel? We're going to cut your bill in half. And I was like, I'm stumped. Like, you have me. I will stick with you if you cut my bill in half so I can watch my Fox 29 Good Day in the morning. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, everything coming out, everything is an app anymore. You have a Netflix app, a Hulu app. People have these fire sticks that they're jailbreaking. They literally have access to every movie and TV show. So um, I think the main networks are becoming uh, obsolete. I'm excited to see what's going to happen because everyone's trying to trying to top each other and uh, get the better value. So um, I'm a TV junkie. I love it, and I have to have it. So I'm excited to see what's in the future. How about you? Well, I've gotten committed to the cable TV shows, and uh, me and you have kicked this around the other day because there are certain ones I'm into and there are certain ones I'm not into, and. I know I might lose listeners and people are going to start hanging up their uh, phones and turn off their computers when I tell you I am not a Game of Thrones fan. Um, I know it's not popular, popular, but like I said, I started getting recently into uh, Ray Donovan. Uh, I'm only in my first season, but it's an awesome show. It's a good show. My wife watches watches so many of them. There's, There's so many shows that through Netflix, and like I said, you get a little bit of foul language, and you get a little bit of gratuitous sex, and it's stuff you're not going to get on uh, NBC or ABC or CBS or even Fox. So I think the TV industry has got to run for its money, kind of like the movie industry is. People at Netflix and Amazon, as we said, are um, kind of making their way, kind of a stronghold. Uh, You think they're eventually going to take over? You think it's going to be uh, pay-to-play and we'll lose network TV? Yeah, I mean, I, I was discussing this with my sister. Like, Netflix is literally, they have a rating system, but they can put anything they want out there. Like, they have NC-17 movies, like, pretty much anything. So, I don't, I mean, everyone has Netflix. Everyone is starting to have Hulu because they, they're just trying to compete and have better and better shows. Handmaid's Tale was so awesome. I totally recommend it, Jeff. You and Cassie have to watch it. Um, 
on Hulu. Like the the Hulu originals are are trying to compete with Netflix, definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, Dish and Directv, like it's so dated. Like people were stealing cable for like <laughs> ever now, so <laughs> they really need to step up their game. Like they caught me, cut my bill in half, but uh, yeah, they really need to um see what else is out there because even Hulu, I watch. I watch Ray Donovan on Hulu. I have Showtime. And I saw that they're going to bring on HBO, and that's Game of Thrones. And that's huge for Hulu. So, yeah, I two big days in the, the TV industry right now. Well, I can't say they don't make their money. They still have some of the big things. They still have sports. Um, I mean, your local sports, you know, Comcast, stuff like that, you'll need to have the cable services for you know, that was one of my big gripes. You're not going to get that with um, Fire Stick, you know, at least like your local stuff, and that's that's all in. I'm, I'm sure it's a battle for another time and a battle that should be interesting to watch. Um, yep. I'm just looking forward to the future. I, I hope you don't. I just hope you don't get to the day where TV becomes this uh, big expense. I mean, it has to the cable companies. Let's face it, cable TV is very expensive. But you know. This stuff here, maybe it stays affordable. The way they're trying to do this big thing with movies at nine ninety five a month. Maybe they'll do a big thing where you um, pay as you go for certain plans and certain shows, etc. Remains interesting. We uh, like to see how it plays out. Yep, the fees where they get you. <laughs> beware oh, of the fees. Exactly, and that's you know, beware of the fees. <laughs> All right, so we are waiting. Uh, we should be hearing from our guest uh, very shortly, Thanks. Sean Kanan. Uh, actor and soap opera star and a little bit of everything. He should be with us very shortly. Um, we're waiting for Sean to come in. Jewel, we'll talk about some more stuff. Cool. We're going to talk about uh, remakes. Oh, hold on one second before we get into remakes. I believe our guest is here. Speaking of actors and TV shows and all that good stuff, we have with us Mr. Sean Kanan. Sean, welcome to the soup. Thanks for joining us. Hey, John, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Hi, Sean. Not a problem. Welcome. Good having you here. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. This is a huge one for us. Uh, we announced uh, a couple weeks ago you were coming on, and uh, my phone and Jules' phone and, and John's phone, everybody's phone blew up from the ladies, uh, AJ, Quartermain, and uh, you've been in so much stuff. John, uh, Sean, you're just an amazing uh, actor, an amazing person, and uh, we're going to get some questions. Oh. Me and Jewel have some questions for you, so uh, thanks for joining us. Get about a half hour of your time. How's that sound? Got it. Great. All right. Um, so let's start out here. Um, you've done a lot. You've done soap operas. You've done movies, you've done writing and uh, producing, and now you're a king and you're a comedian, an author, so many things. What is your favorite thing, Sean? What is the thing you like the best, and, and where do you find time to get in all these different things? You know, I, I don't know which one I necessarily like the best. I think each one sort of feeds a different hunger that I have. Um, you know, with, with producing, I really like the idea of, of finding a project uh, and taking it from its genesis as an idea to the fruition of, you know, either being a show or a film or a play. Uh, so, I, you know, that's, that's one reason I like that. Um, writing is really rewarding, but it's very monastic. I mean, you're doing it by yourself for long hours, and it's, um, 
you know, it's not collaborative. So while it's rewarding at the end, it's often very frustrating while you're doing it. Uh, acting, I love. Acting is my first love, uh, especially acting in the theater. And uh, and I really love doing stand-up comedy. I, I you know, and I love I love getting that instant reciprocity from a live audience. That's awesome. Yeah, I would, I would have to say that one. That one also has to probably be the most, the most nerve-wracking because you you can't flip off. <laughs> you're there live. You're firing it out. I'm sure you're getting uh, every once in a while you get a heckler in there. So how does that feel? Is that extra yeah. pressure? You know, it is a lot of pressure. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's you and your words and a microphone and the audience. Uh, so um, the thing about it, you know, you know right away whether you're doing well or or you're not. Um, but there's there's really very few feelings in entertainment. I think like that moment when you're you're on stage and the spotlight's hitting you and the audience is with you and you just you know they're you're making them laugh and they're listening to your stories. It's uh, it's it's pretty spectacular. So it's worth it's worth the risk. It's worth the uh, the thrill ride. That's awesome. great. And there's <laughs> nothing like hearing an audience with you. Um, I heard you talk about soap in your comedy. Can you speak a little about that? And um, do you do you you know give away any juicy stories from you from your time in soaps, your comedy routines? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been doing soaps a long time. I mean, uh, you know, I first I first started doing soaps in about 1992 when I joined the cast of General Hospital, which you know takes place in the town of Port Charles, where there's 35 doctors to every patient. And uh, you know, I, I, I just I talk a lot about what it's like to be on soaps. I talk. You ever notice though? Here's something funny. Everybody on soaps is a soap star. You know, you don't just have actors on soaps. Everyone's a soap. <laughs> Kind of like being a porn, you know, it's working on a porn. Everyone's a porn star, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of what I talk about is uh, the fact that my wife and I have a blended family. We've got we've got five children between us, uh, or as I like to call them, the dream killers. And uh, she's got four and I've got one. And uh, let me tell you, some of that stuff just writes itself. Uh, it definitely you know, does, I, being a parent, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. And you know when you're when you're a step parent, you know the kids don't they don't bond with you right away. I mean it takes a while. I was having a real problem with my stepson, and I took him out to his uh, favorite restaurant. And I sat him down in the booth, and I gave him a signed A Rod glove, and I just said, "Look, buddy, you know I'm I'm realistic. I I don't expect you to call me daddy right away. So after all, it took your mom about a month." <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> wow! Now no, there's juicy stories right there. Right, right, there you had us <laughs> That's great stuff. Um, a, a question that I have since, uh, I mean, you're obviously a comedian. We can tell how funny you are already. My, my wife is in the studio absolutely losing her mind about some of the one-liners you got going on. But normally you portray a bad guy, a bad guy in soap operas, uh, a bad guy in movies, or, or a tough guy. How much of that is you, Sean? How much of you is that? Uh, as they called you in the IMDb, uh, deviously sexy. And how much of you is just a regular old guy? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I like I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy. I really do. Um, I, I, it's fun playing bad guys. Um, you know, the, the thing for me that's interesting about playing bad guys is that very few people in life are black and white. I think I think most of us 
operate in the different nano shades of gray, and that's what makes people interesting. And I like to take, you know, a, a guy that's intrinsically a bad guy and find those little shades of gray where there's humanity and maybe even a little bit of goodness so that, you know, it, it almost makes it hard for the audience to completely dislike them. And, and that sort of feeling of do I, do I completely hate him or, or do I like him a little bit is, is what creates, you know, a little bit of uh, conflict and interest and makes the character memorable. Hey, I saw you break that bonsai tree. You're a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, Mike Barnes was such, such a great guy. That, that was a bad guy. That was a bad guy. Uh, you know, you know what's funny is they um, uh, they're actually doing a TV series uh, starring Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka, who played Johnny Lawrence, based on the Karate Kid. Uh, it was just announced in uh, all the trade magazines, so it's going to be like a sitcom, I guess. Which is, uh, I think that's going to be really funny. So you may wind up seeing see, see Mike Barnes pop up on that show uh, at some point. That was actually a, that was actually on the list of one of the questions we'd ask. And heck, you know, we would love to see Mike Barnes because Mike Barnes could take Johnny and uh, and Danny by himself, if you ask me. I think Mike Barnes <laughs> taking both down with no rules. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I think the thing about Johnny was Johnny wasn't really a bad guy. You know, he really wasn't. If you remember at the end of The Karate Kid, you know, he lifts LaRusso's hand up and he says, you know, you're all right, LaRusso, you're okay. And it, it kind of redeems his character. Mike Barnes was just a bad little, you know, he was just a, he was a bad guy. I was going to, I don't know if I could swear on this show. I was going I was, I was to say something else, but I guess. Say whatever you want. Yeah, he, nah, he, yeah go ahead. Yeah, we're we're I mean, free here, a, man. Let it rip. He was a bad guy. So uh, there, there really was no <laughs> redemption for Mike. Um, that leads me to kind of my next question. Um, I heard that you proceeded with, like, after the Karate Kid. Um, do you find time to still practice that still, or I do. I, 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 yeah, I do actually. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually training quite a bit right now. Uh, I've been training I've been training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, both you know in class, uh, which gives my classmates a lot of. Um, ammunition as soon as they found out that I was the guy from Karate Kid. I tried to keep it on the DL for as long as I could. And, uh, you know, now they, you know, now they know, so they're always yelling out lines from the movie. Uh, and then, you know, I also train privately. So, uh, I, I, I am trying to keep up with my martial arts. That's pretty great. Uh, I, I give you credit Thanks. for the fine time and, and all that. I mean, it's, you know. Um, I, I just had to say real quick, I have to squeeze it in there, that uh, I was a little young in 93. I, I was six years old, but my older sister um, and her friends really, really, really loved Sonny and Jason <laughs> on yeah. General Hospital. And that yeah. was like their scene, their time. And um, I just want to say that whole thing was so great because it brought Barbara's back to um, a younger generation because they were teenagers. They were like 15. And uh, yeah, it was Sonny, Jason, and, and AJ. And you were part of it, but you were the bad boy. So I guess uh, they had their favorites. <laughs> and um, they actually dressed like Sonny and Jason for Halloween one year, and it just always sticks in my mind. And um, yeah, they were big fans. Uh, do you have any crazy fan-related incidents that happened to you that you could talk about and laugh about? Um, 
I have a couple fan incidents, but I don't really think that I can talk about them. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know, that was just a really special time to be on uh, on General Hospital. Um, Burton and I were very close friends. We spent a lot of time together. He told me that they were going to be someone to play his brother uh, to replace the other actor that was playing him. And so he actually was very instrumental in helping me get the audition. And I was actually the only guy that I needed to fight together. I was going to be very good. That's what I got. And I was saying, it was a little special time to be on the show because uh, Ricky Martin was on the show. But I was on the show. And, you know, we, like you said, so Oh, I think we lost him. I think we lost him, uh, Sean. We apologize. Seems like we had a technical difficulty. Uh, try and connect again real quick. Sean, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, that's better. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we yep. lost you for a moment. Uh, it's been a rough night here in the studio, but we're fixing things, and we got you back, so we apologize for that's that. Right. I, um, I you were discussing about some fan events. Yeah, I, uh, there's, really, there's really no fan events that I could, uh, I could talk about in mixed company, but uh, <laughs> I was saying there was a time to be on General Hospital because I was on with you know Ricky Martin, and Ricky was just about to explode with Lavina Loca and all that, and uh, Vanessa Marcel. And the show was really starting to appeal to a much younger, hipper crowd. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun to be, to be on the show. Then. And then, as you know, I, as you may not know, I, I came back uh, about two years ago uh, to do a year on the show for the show's 50th anniversary. How was that experience, going back for the 50th? Um... It was it was it was a little surreal. Yeah. It was a little surreal to have gone back almost fifteen let's see, I left in ninety seven and I went back in twenty fifteen. So that's eighteen years. So it yeah. was a little surreal. Um a lot of the actors who I had worked with before were still there. Um uh Maurice and Leslie Charleston who played my mother. Um you know, it's uh it, it was okay. It was okay. I wasn't completely over the moon about how my character was treated, but uh, you know, I really liked working with the actors, and I was very, uh, you know, I was very flattered and fortunate that they asked me to come back for a while and be a part of the special point in the show's history. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. It's got to be uh, great to be able to go back. Uh, speaking of daytime television, we're going to talk real quick about uh, some new comedy show that you got coming up August 20th. It's uh, Daytime After Dark. Uh, it's going to be a live comedy at you and uh, some other comedians will take the stage. Tell us a little something about that, where the fans can see it, and um, what should we expect? This is going to be this is going to be a really fun show. It's this Sunday night, August twentieth. It's at the historic Colony Theater in beautiful downtown Burbank. Uh, the show uh, the doors open at seven. The show is from eight to nine thirty, and it's myself. It's Brian McDaniel from TMZ. Uh, it's uh, Sean Kerrigan who plays Ditch on The Young and the Restless, and a fantastic comedian, uh, Justin Ruffle, who won Dana Carvey's show, First Impressions. This guy is the most amazing yes. impressionist you've ever seen. Uh, and it's going to be great. We've got well, we've got RSVPs from so many people uh, in the daytime community. We've got Tristan Rogers and Kate Linder and uh, Patrika Darbo and Windsor Harm, all these people from daytime 
uh, are going to be coming to the show. Because for years they've said, oh, if you're going to be in, if you're going to be doing a show in L.A., please let me know. I want to come. And I said, all right, this is the show you want to come to. So if people want to get tickets, there are still some tickets available, and they can get them at www.itsmyseat.com forward slash comedy. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, which is just at Sean Cannon, um, I, I'll be, I'll be, there's, uh, uh, the flyer is posted on my, uh, Twitter site. So, there's going to be a meet and greet with all the actors afterwards, which will be really fun. Give the chance of, uh, give the fans a chance to get up close and personal and, you know, have a drink and, uh, you know, schmooze with your, uh, your favorite stars. That sounds amazing. Uh, it, it's making me consider moving this show out on the West Coast because we miss out on all these things. We have all these West Coast people, and they're always doing great things. And here in Philadelphia, we're uh, having a cheesesteak and sitting you on know, the couches watching You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Pennsylvania guy. You know, I'm a Pennsylvania guy, John. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm from outside Pittsburgh. Pretty- I'm from uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. You were here freaking out. To- you can't believe it. And- <laughs> And then I went to uh, I went to boarding school in a little town called Mercersburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, yeah, I would certainly get a lot of people that would uh, love to have you come back home, <laughs> stop by the studio. <laughs> oh, next time, next time I get back to Pennsylvania. You guys hear me? a little bit again. There you go. All right, yeah, we're. No, we that. We do apologize. We appreciate you hanging in with us, Sean. Excellent. So here's a question I got to ask, and I hope it comes through loud and clear because this is one I'm dying to know. I, I read that you were once a restaurant patron on Hell's Kitchen. You got to tell me how that went and how that experience went in Hell's Kitchen, and what kind of explosion did you see go on live? Well, I, I got to be honest. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. I think he's fantastic. But it wasn't that great an yes. experience, and I will tell you why. What they did was they – it was part of the, you know, part of the, the spiel, right? part of the goof or whatever. They, they gave some of the tables food, which looked delicious, and then they made other tables get no food so that they would get upset and kind of, you know, <laughs> cause conflict. I was one of the tables that got no food. And I was hungry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm a fan of the show, but I wasn't a fan of that show because I thought, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to get, like, this amazing dinner. And, you know, they sit you down and, they, and the dining room's really nice. You see the chefs moving around like crazy. There's, you know, food flying and fire and everything. And I sat there and I was like, it's been 30 minutes and they haven't served us anything. And all the other tables had food. And I was like, there's, I knew there were cameras on us. And they were doing it purposely. Where the hell's my food? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's I had to go great. out to eat after. So that's not a. So it's it's that, as bad as we see on TV, then, pretty much. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It makes no. for good TV, though. <laughs> right. Makes for good TV. Absolutely. Um, I I want to ask you, Sean. Um, Sean, um, you have this idea uh, that you wrote about of the modern gentleman, which I find fascinating. Can you enlighten our audience about this? Yeah, the, the book is a hybrid. It's, uh, it's a cookbook, but it's also a book 
guys become better guys and for women to know how men think. And, you know, it, what encapsulates it is this. You know, when, when guys were in the generation of, like, our fathers, John Wayne, those sort of guys, they sort of intuitively knew how to be guys' guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere along the way, uh, I think men have lost a little bit of the ability to maintain their masculinity but still be a gentleman. Uh, it seems like they're, they're always trading one for the other. And, you know, I also think as a society in general, we have really, really lost a tremendous amount of civility. The way that we treat each other, the way that we talk to each other, the way that a man treats a woman. I mean, you know, you know, so often now you have a generation of guys that were largely raised by their mothers because dad was off working and you learned to hold the, the chair out for a woman and open the door. And now a lot of times I think sometimes that's misinterpreted as almost being condescending to women. Um, and so I, I think it's trying to find a balance between being respectful of both other women and men, but also maintaining your masculinity, uh, but also maintaining your stability and, and being a gentleman. So this is a great book for young guys in high school, guys going off to college. It's a great book for, for wives and girlfriends to give their, their boyfriends and husbands if they think maybe he's falling asleep at the wheel. Uh, I'm going to teach you how to cook. I'm going to relate some great stories about when I lived in Italy. Uh, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, I, I, there's chapters like The Modern Gentleman uh, Defends Himself. And I talk about how martial arts has always been a, a very important thing in my life and how it helped me become who I am today. There's another chapter, uh, uh, The Modern Gentleman um, uh, Learns a Language. And for me, I've studied Italian off and on for 10 years. And that's been a very important part of my life. It is opened up all sorts of wonderful opportunities. So the book ostensibly looks like a cookbook, but it's really much, much more than that. And uh, uh, it's got phenomenal reviews on Amazon. It's called The Modern Gentleman, Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Cannon. And it's sold out on Amazon, but if you'd like to get it, you can go to my website, which is SeanCannonTheModernGentleman.com, and you can get a copy of the book, and I'll be glad to sign it for you. That's so awesome, um, I, I, I really think boys and men really need to remember that. And uh, um, it, my boyfriend is the son of a single mother um, who's raised by him, and, and he just has such respect for women. Um, I'm sure Jeff's wife, Cashy, can say the same <laughs> about him because they are <laughs> I hope so. true gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, another, another, another thing I was just going to say really quickly without belaboring the book or anything, but the book is also for women. Yeah. And I talk a lot about, hey, you know, if you're going on a first date with a guy, you know, you don't have him pick you up at your house. You know, you go somewhere where you're going to feel safe. And, and, you know, you might not even want to have him pick you up in his car. You know, trust is something that's built. And, you know, I, I think any guy that's a gentleman will understand that. And I, I tell guys, you know, whoever you're taking out is somebody's sister, their mother, or their daughter. And, and you know, you have to sort of respect respect them like that, like you would want your family members respected. So I really do hope everyone gets the book because I wrote it because I really honestly believe there's some great information in there. Right. Yeah. That's course. awesome stuff. Yeah. Not, not, spoken, not spoken like a movie bad guy. Not spoken stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So – we do something here, uh, Sean, on the stoop called Top Five. 
and we have a top five okay. category, and we go through top five subjects. We're going to put you on the spot here. Little top five for Sean Cannon. Top five actors or actresses that you've worked on in your career. Not really in order, but just give us your five favorite people you got to work with. That I've, that I've gotten to work with? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, let's see. Let me think on this for a second. Uh, sure. Ralph, Ma- Ralph Macchio, because I grew up watching the first two Karate Kid movies in the theaters, and I was such a fan of the movies, and then suddenly, and quite surreally, suddenly I'm on a soundstage, face-to-face, doing a scene with Ralph Macchio. And that, that to me, was a really special moment. Um, Excellent. What other actors did I work with? Fran Drescher. I loved working with Aww. Fran Drescher. I uh, worked with her on The Nanny, and I worked with her on uh, uh, Happily Divorced. She is not only a very special person, tremendously involved with her charity, Cancer Schmancer, but she is a brilliant, brilliant comedian. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else did I really like working with? Um, God, you know, it's, it's so funny. I get this question, and it's, it's, it's drawing, uh, drawing a blank. Uh, in the world of daytime, I really, really loved working with Eric Braden. Uh, who plays Victor Newman on Young and the Restless. I think he's absolutely he's one great. Of very, I really like him. Very best in the business. Um, let's see. Uh, I had the chance, uh, I produced a film many years ago, and I worked with Gary Busey, and he's hmm. a madman, but he's an, he's an acting, he's an acting genius. Uh, and that was just bombastic and crazy and, uh, and fun. Okay, that's four. Uh, let me think of one yeah, got more. One more. Uh, give me just a second here. I'm, I'm trying to rifle through in my head all of Gary this stuff. Gary Busey's great. Gary, yeah, Gary Busey. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, uh, I actually just finished a film called the Comp- in the uh, in the absence of good men, and it stars uh, Jason Patrick. Oh. And. Uh, I got to work, I did a couple scenes with Jason, and, you know, I loved him in uh, Lost Boys. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, that was really a lot of fun for me working with him. He's a terrific actor. He's been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, you know, his grandfather's Jackie Gleason. His father uh, is uh, a Jeremy Miller, who played the priest in The Exorcist. I mean, he comes oh, from what? Hollywood. Royalty. Yeah, and, and he's a terrific actor, and it was a... a Real great movie. We uh, this movie was uh, uh, a period piece from the twenties about the gang wars between the Irish gangs and the Italian gangs and Al Capone, and uh, that'll be coming out probably in about six months. I think Universal's distributing it, and Mel Gibson's son Milo plays Al Capone. So uh, it was really great working with Jason. There's, there's for sure there's others, and I could I could go through all sorts of stories of of other people, but those just came to mind at, at this moment in time. Yeah, at the top of your head, that's, that's, that's great. A, that's a great list. I, w- I was going to start out with, you know, top five women that you got <laughs> oh, to meet with in soap operas, but I know you're a married guy, and we're going to try and keep it a little bit PG here. We're, uh, we can curse and we can dabble, but yeah, <laughs> we'll keep right, you an honest right, family right. man. Uh, yeah, that the top five again, in case you miss it, Ralph Macchio, uh, Fran Drescher, Eric Braden, Gary Busey and Jason Patrick. That, that's a heck of a list, Sean, right there. And it's been on oh, you, man. You're an amazing talent. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. It really is. Now, I, 
I love it. I was excited for this episode. We've been excited for it for weeks. Um, we are going to, at this time, thank you for coming on. Again, it's daytime after dark, August 20th, uh, for you lucky folks out in the California area that can catch Sean. And, again, Sean Kanan uh, on Twitter, and you can get his book. And he's just does so much. He's amazing. We hope to see more of you, Sean. Uh, can we have you back sometime? You can have me back, absolutely. Shoot me an email, or we'll work something out, okay? Uh-huh. Thank you so much, really Sean. Forward to it. Thanks Ladies so much, you guys. Yep, Sean. Really, you really too. Have a great night, Sean. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Excellent. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Sean Kanan. And I got to admit, Joel, when uh, when we had worked up to get him on the show, I was I was nervous because I, I just love his stuff. I remember my grandmother and my mother, they watched soap operas, and they always talked about you know, AJ and uh, and he's here. Jeez, he was here tonight. And, and, uh, Sonny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my female friend couldn't nicer. believe it, and I know they're tuning in. Oh, he was amazing. Absolutely a, a, a pleasure to talk to him. Like I said, he has so much. He probably could have went on and on with questions, but, you know, I'd like to uh, – I know our guests have busy schedules. We appreciate the time they give to us. And, again, thanks to Sean Kanan. Um, I would love to see him on this Cobra Kai uh, spinoff series. I think that would be hilarious. I'd love to see him come on. You, you going to check it out? That's so funny. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. It's funny he brought it up before you did, too. But – um. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. And a lot of times, you know, you think about these guys, you see them on TV and you see them on soaps and you're like, oh, what's he going to be like in person or on the phone? And then, you know, you, you talk to him and he's the sweetest man ever. Yeah, thank you so much. Man. And uh, we look forward to having you back. Absolutely. I would I would have him back anytime. Yeah, he comes right out. He's uh, well-spoken. Again, good-looking guy, and he's got so much to talk about. He's been involved in so much, and uh, he's got to be feeling good. We thank him again, Sean, for coming on the show, which we survived through so far. We did good. We had some technical difficulties with Sean, some technical difficulties in the beginning. I'm still hanging tough. And, Jewel, uh, thanks for uh, clinging with us here on the stoop. Uh, I'm wiping my brow as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to really put you on the hook. You're really going to wipe your brow, and you're going to speak <gasps> to the female community when we talk about this brand-new product that's out. I heard about it. I can't believe it. I really don't even get what it's about. And I hope you did a little research on it because I'm dumbfounded just by the name. The Tata <laughs> Towel, a towel for your breast. Yeah, mm. men out there are all uh, licking their chops, and women are all like, what the hell? Uh, what do you think about the Tata tail, Jewel? Is this something for you? I mean, you know, every woman, woman knows the struggle of getting out of the shower and trying to dress and trying to put on their makeup and trying to do their hair and dry their hair and being sweat from drying their hair, especially if they have curly hair, and doing their makeup and rushing around. I have pros and cons against this ta-ta tail, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> the name for I, I starters. Mean, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Well, that's a club name, but I don't know. I mean, if you're going to strap this device on the over-the-shoulder boulder holder, shall we say, um, yeah, I think it would be efficient. I think it would cut time even for a minute, which in Ladyland is like, an hour, but uh, yeah, I, I think it has its perks, no pun intended. 
And um, <laughs> yeah, beautifully. Done. I cannot see myself as a third-old woman going out and purchasing tail because you know what? I have a million tails. They're in my bathroom. So what's to stop me from rolling my tail and putting it in that position? So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't think personally I would purchase one, but I see why other ladies might. I don't know. Do you think Cassie would buy one? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't see her buying <laughs> the, the Tata tail. I'm gonna lay her out right here on the air and say she likes to get out of the shower and stand there and do her makeup and all naked. So air dry. She's good. I'm getting ready. To, getting ready to hear her scream from the other side of the studio, but she does. <laughs> um, I, I gotta be honest. It, it sounds ridiculous. I, I don't see myself running out and buying a cock sock or um, or anything <laughs> like that. You know, to, to keep my uh, my little fella dry while I'm. Uh, Standing around flapping around, but I got pretty forgiving neighbors. So you know, if I walk around the in the bus, not a lot of people are catching a peek. Matter of fact, I might keep my neighbors out of the window. So, yeah, I, so the, I think uh, a fan would do the job, right? Just for men and women, just stand there with a fan. That could work. Uh, don't necessarily need the ta ta towel. So, so the stoop gives two thumbs down to the ta ta towel. Yeah, it happens. My 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 <laughs> niece said it was a a stupid ass idea too. So <laughs> that's coming from a teenager to the stoop. It's different though. It's an A for effort. Yeah. All right. So moving on, it is time for something that we have created. We did it last week, and I really enjoyed it. We had some fun with it. Jewel, Tatey, and I are going to play. What's on your playlist? And what we do is. Uh, we just hit the random shuffle button on our uh, musical library. We talk about the five songs that come up and uh, give a little insight about them, and I, I tell Jewel why my songs are better than hers. So I will start it off <laughs> as I did last week, so I like the fact you going last. Okay. And mine starts off, my first song is Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. Nice. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, uh, certain listeners out there in Stoop Lane might say they like a certain kind of green rolled-up product, that name I'm not going to mention. I've been listening to Pink Floyd music. Uh, me, I like to get into my basement and uh, turn on some tunes. I got, you know, a big surround sound on. I turn on the tunes, I drink a beer or two, and I do some Pink Floyd comfortably numb. Um, I enjoy that. You're a Floyd person? You're a little out of your generation? No. I mean, I have way older brothers. I keep talking about siblings, but I have four of them, so I'm going to talk about them all the time regardless because I love them all, and they're all older than me, and uh, yeah, so I'm definitely a Floyd fan. Um, I want to ask you, Jeff, did you ever watch Wizard of Oz with uh, with Dark Side of the Moon? I did try the Dark Side of the Moon thing. I don't know if I turned on at the wrong time, but for me, uh, you know, it it didn't sync. I don't really understand no. people saying how well it syncs. I, I never got it. Oh, um, always wanted to try. Try this. Did it work for? You? Yeah. Well, no. yeah, you can give it a shot. Never tried at, at your next <laughs> yeah. uh, at your next party. <laughs> so let's yeah, get next to college party. I crash. <laughs> <laughs> let's Go get ahead. Your, you're number uh, two. First selection. Oh my! I first? know you. Uh, you're up. Oh yeah, you're up. We. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, oh, um, 
Alt-J, Breeze Blocks. I love Alt-J so much. I think they're such a good band. Um, I actually saw them three years ago at the Electric Factory, and they were amazing. I only knew, like, their big hit, Breeze Blocks, and another song, but it just the band was unbelievable, and I, I didn't know any songs, but I enjoyed every minute of it. They're actually coming back, I think, to Zomer, but they're coming back Halloween night, and I'm so upset that I'll miss them. But, yeah, they're an excellent, and I recommend them to everyone. They're great. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I love your passion for music, and that's why I, I do this playlist thing. I love to know uh, what you get into, and that's a good selection. Next up for me is The Doors and a song called Land Ho. Um, you know, even to have it on my playlist, it's a little surprising. It's not one of the more popular songs. Um, but I like me some Doors. I like me some Jim Morrison. Uh, so Land Ho is what came up for me. Are you, uh, are you a Doors fan? I know you didn't remember him in a movie the other night. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm a Doors fan. And how did I never hear of this Land Ho? But, yeah, you probably throw any obscure door song at me and I would know it. Uh, I'm embarrassed right now. I don't know it, but yeah, I'm a doors fan. Right. And, and you're allowed to admit you don't know it. You're allowed to admit I'm, I'm slaughtering you tonight as I did the other night. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so far. What is your second choice? What do you got on your playlist? Yeah, keep talking. Oh, you'll like this one. Okay, Tuesday's gone. You gotta love it. Skinner. That is? Uh-huh. You're a Skinner guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, how can you go wrong? I mean, it's just timeless, and, you know, I like all the greats. Like I said, I just grew up listening to, you know, just the best stuff, and I have I have had it pissed down to me. So, um, yeah, it's just good. It just puts me, especially on a weeknight, I don't know why, but like, Happy Gilmore always comes on on a Sunday. And I have to watch Happy Gilmore anytime it's on. It's usually on, like, TBS. And they have Tuesdays gone and that. And it just makes me so sad because it's like, oh, it's the start of the week. And it's a weekday and whatever. But it, it's a good night tonight. And we've had a good one so far. So, yeah, Tuesday's gone on a good weeknight. What's your number three, Jeff? <laughs> Excellent. Number three, it seems to be I'm, I'm doing the classic rock thing tonight. Uh, Me too, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite classic rock bands here is Yes. And the song is I've Seen All Good People. And I'll tell you what, that's what we need right now is to see more good people uh, after what's been going on. We don't talk politics here on the stoop, so you just kind of know what we're talking about. But seen all good people, and I love Yes, and they're they're still around really in two separate bands. Uh, John Anderson and the group is going one way. they got a new singer, and they've gone the other way. Yes has been around forever. Um, Yes doing anything for you? Uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> I would say. Yes, yes, yeah, no, yes. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the message, yeah, I mean, we all need some positivity. I'm so over, you know, the darkness of today. I, I just don't even want to read the news anymore, so, yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, we're going to move on to Jules number three, what's on her playlist, because that, to me, is real news. Okay, Um, let's see. Okay, MGMT, Time to Pretend. Now, this song always gets me in the best mood. Anytime I party, 
this will probably be my first song that I play, and I'll do a little dance to it, and it'll be great. That's what I like. I like those kind of backstories. Doing the little dance. Uh, if your uh, man Mike is listening and, uh, you know, you do something wrong, make sure you pop on Time to Pretend by MGMT when you walk in the house and, and change your woman's spirits. Yeah, he'll be dancing too, right along with me. We dance together. <laughs> I'm along with dancing. Uh, I have got my number four selection. Uh, this guy actually makes a return. He was on the list last week. He's on the list this week. It's Billy Joel and River of Dreams. Um, I like this song and a little story behind it real quick. I remember him doing it on one of those award shows, and he did the gratuitous countdown when the song stops. And the crowd went nuts because it was about commercial breaks, and he's bucking the system, and he's taking his dear sweet time to sing a song. It's just awesome. And I'm such a Billy Joel fan. River of Dreams, uh, for me, Billy Joel. We talked about Billy Joel and one of us, whose name I won't mention, and it's not Jeff. Uh, it's more of a Springsteen person than a Billy Joel oh. person. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, number four on your playlist? Um, let, let me just say something about Billy Joel. My mom was like, I like Springsteen better than Billy Joel. Where did you get that information? <laughs> so, yes, my well, family is totally 100% Bruce Springsteen. I do love Billy Joel. He has great music. You know, it, cheers to Billy Joel. But, uh, yeah, I, I love Springsteen more. So, there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number four. Ooh, okay. Bishop Briggs River. Have you heard of Bishop Briggs? Because her voice is like God sent and she's amazing. And I'm so upset I missed her this year. I just, you know, didn't know she was coming. But I think she's actually coming with OJ on Halloween. So I'll miss her again because I have a little toddler. I have to take out trick or treating and I'd rather do that. But she's amazing for anyone who can make it to the Fillmore on. October 31st, Bishop Briggs, she's awesome. That's a great plug, too. See, that's what we do here on the Stoop Also, We plug music. We plug local venues. The Fillmore is an outstanding place. If you've never been there to see a concert, um, just gets rave reviews. Uh, I am not very familiar with Bishop Briggs. i got to step back here and embarrass myself. Uh, you really need to listen to her. Tonight. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. And, uh, you know, we're talking about Halloween. I just want to... Uh, throw it out there to some of the listeners because I know certain people are listening and they are a fan of my uh, Halloween parties and Jewel is going to join me this year for my Halloween party and we always have such a blast we do music and, and we drink and we get silly and last year I was uh, Pitbull and there's a rather embarrassing video of me trying to lip sync to uh, Pitbull and maybe once we get the Stoop website back up and running I'll share that with all you people we, you better party. invite me to your Halloween party Jeff because I'm going to be there that, I just announced it. Probably as Wonder Woman. Your invite came over the air. Oh, oh okay. Nice. okay. We like Wonder Woman. That would, you know, we like that. That'll no, I work. am Wonder Woman. All right. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm going to show up to your party as Wonder Woman with probably Batman or someone. <laughs> All right, that'll work. That definitely works. Okay. Number five on my playlist, and this is one, folks. You know, I'm not the biggest rap fan. I'm not anti-rap. I'm not the biggest rap fan. But if you ever saw the movie in the soundtrack, the song Judgment Night from the movie Judgment Night, uh, just a wonderful song. I mean, this song just has 
the beat. The dum, 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 and the big scream of the Judgment Night! <laughs> but yeah, Judgment Night for me is so solid. It, it's such a great song. It, it's a, it's an evil song. It just, you know, it feels like you're meeting your doom. <laughs> but it's a great song. I absolutely love it. Uh, you familiar with Judgment Night? You ever seen the movie, the song, soundtrack? I haven't. And you haven't said who it's by. Oh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> very good. It's, uh, Onyx. The rap band Onyx. And oh, they're shit. Joined okay. by Bio, and, they're, and they're joined by Biohazard. Um Kind of a thrash metal biohazard and uh, Onyx conglomerate. God, that's what the so whole young. album was. was conglomerate and, yeah, that's I a long time ago. That. It was a uh, it was a conglomeration that the album was of uh, rock bands and rappers. So there's some great music on it, and uh, I recommend you check it out. There's some great songs in there. I think you'll, you'll like some. Even though it's, yeah, you know. yeah, I definitely will check that out. I, I mean, I like Onyx Slam. Duh, duh. Um, so <laughs> damn. Man, now I feel like a loser because I haven't seen it. But good call. I'm glad you threw that in there. Um, that it was on your playlist. <laughs> you even you even sung ever so slightly. You gave us a da da da, so we got you to sing a smidge, as I promised you last week or, or Monday night rather. Promised you. Jeff, I when I'm drinking, I'm guaranteed to sing. So you just saying it, it's it's going to be inevitable that one of these nights I'm going to bust out and sing for our lovely listeners. I saw it, and and for listeners out there who like to know the dark inner secrets, uh, Joel actually not only sang karaoke the night that we got together to discuss the soup, but she pulled my wife on stage, and she sang too, and she never sings and thinks she is the worst singer on earth. So there's a little secret, everybody. Get some drinks from these ladies and get them up on the karaoke stage. Um, Oh, yeah. While we're talking music, let's get your your number five. Let's finish up the what's on your Okay. Yep, yep. We sang uh, Lola by the Kings, mind you. Okay, it was great. Anyway, I think it's recorded somewhere too, <laughs> Jeff. We're going to have to post that. <laughs> um, like Absolutely. Heaven. But uh, yeah, uh, five. You'll like this one. Okay. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Ron Your Stomp. I know you know it. Oh, baby. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Get to the party humongous. going. Yeah, I'm a humongous Led Zeppelin fan. Uh, I really do it. And. It's one of the things that John used to always kind of chuckle about. Anytime we did any kind of top five list, Led Zeppelin and Plant and Page and Bonham and John Paul Jones always made their way in there. You could ask any question about music, and somehow Led Zeppelin worked their way in. And one of my favorite bands. So I am going to tell you that for the first time in two days of playing this game, you finally got your first point. Um, oh! I blew you out again. Oh! I beat you severely. This is your... <laughs> I feel I'm like, like I'm it. part absolutely. of the team now. Um, Thank you. you. Absolutely. You got your first <laughs> point. Um, I try to be original, to but you know. and... No, well done. You say Led Zeppelin to me, and it's, you know... All over, It's like your huh? favorite food and your... Yeah, your favorite food and your favorite naked lady and your favorite sports team and all that all rolled into one when you say Led Zeppelin. So, well done. Yeah. And that is... That is what is on our playlist, uh... A lot of classic rock tonight, some Zeppelin, uh, Leonard Skinner, and some Billy Joel, and Yes, and The Doors, and yes, yeah, so a lot of uh, not throwback stuff. And uh, I got to learn somebody new that I'm going to check out, Bishop Clayson, Bishop Briggs, somebody new that I'm that's on my list. I'm highlighting. And I'm going to check out Judgment Night for sure. There we go. See, 
And that's something beautiful about what is on your playlist is we introduce each other to some brand new things and things that we uh, that we want to see. I think that's really awesome. And uh, we appreciate you playing along. And you at home, feel free to play along. Uh, call your friends. Say, hey, what are you playing tonight? And just go through five random songs. Um, speaking of five random songs and, and something that I like, I'm kind of throwing this out there. Don't check your notes because this isn't even in the stoop notes. Oh. Have you, <laughs> have you seen this yet? <laughs> have you seen this yet or have you heard about it and would you like to try it? Um, it's a show where you beat Shazam. Beat Shazam, I believe it's called. Yes. Yeah, have you heard of this? Have you seen this? I say yes, like a little 13-year-old girl, like, yes. Oh, my God, I yes. hate that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, me and my sister Sharon were at the gym, and we were, like, on the treadmill, like, running against each other and trying to beat Shazam. It was, like, the most competitive hour of my life. But it was great because, you know, she's so knowledgeable. I was talking to her last night, and she's, like, she almost should be the host and not me. But, yeah, she knows, like, music and uh yeah so she got some and i got some and it was like a fun game we played while we were on the chair isn't it a good show i love it i like it and apparently you can do it anywhere when i first heard about it um the guys at work did it to me it's a little unfair because they had a serious radio classic rewind i'm a classic rock guy so every song that came on they tried to shazam it and i just destroyed it and i'm hoots and howls from my coworkers, and then uh, five minutes later, another coworker said, well, let's change the channel. And she put on some pop 2K thing, and I don't think I got a single one right. So <laughs> all depends on what you're lucky enough. All depends on what you're lucky enough to get, for sure. But, but you like show. the Spice um, Girls. You should know that. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. But that's not too much. Uh, it's <laughs> pop, but a little earlier generations of pop. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, these Jesus, kids, Jesus, these good days, stuff. who the hell knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I saw this um, meme online, and when you just say kids these days, we're talking about artists, it just made me laugh hysterically. It's Miley Cyrus, and this mm-hmm. dog is licking her face. And it reads something along the lines of, why would you ever let that happen? You have no idea where Miley's lips have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, yeah, you know, uh, you don't know where your dog's mouth has been. <laughs> I don't know why, but she, I don't know. It's so funny because they compare her and Taylor Swift, and they're like, you know, Taylor Swift comes off as this, like, sweet, innocent, oh, my God, I was born in 1989. She has, like, she's, like, a big-ass whore. And then Miley Cyrus has literally Whoa. been with the same dude for, like, 10 years, and he's a Hemsworth. And and she's labeled a whore, so it just makes sense. Like, um, I, I'm with you, Miley, on that. I don't think you have the voice, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm taking a second back to laugh as Jewel Tady has just said the phrase "big ass whore." <laughs> right Sorry, <on> guys, <laughs> it slips out. Can't help myself. Uh, that that you know what? It's real. Howard Stern can say dick. We could say big mouth one. Right. Right here on the stoop. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> we're, digging, 
<laughs> Anywho, we're taking a second out to chuckle because we got to kind of do that. But no laughing matter here. We're going to talk about uh, some upcoming shows. If you're sticking with us, it's all these technical difficulties and through all the fun and uh, phrases like big mouth or big ass whore. Was it a big ass whore? Big ass whore. Big ass whore. Dog big shit ass whore. Ass whore. Okay. So if you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you're sticking with us through all that, you will definitely want to stick with us coming up in the near future, next couple of weeks on the stoop. And starting out with one that we just announced today, Monday, August 21st, something a little different. Not a big time celebrity to many, but a big time guy that we can't wait to have on, Joey DiBenedetto. Now, who is Joey, you might ask? Joey is the founder of Sixers 24-7, something that you see a lot on Facebook. It's a group. It's a website. Joey does so many good things for people. Gets uh, People who really can't afford Sixers tickets, tickets to games. And He's an awesome guy. He's Sixers true and true. It's funny because he's from New York, and we're going to rip him about that. But he is Mr. Sixer. We're going to come on next Monday. We're going to have him on. He's going to talk about, you know, trusting the process, the Sixers team this year. We're going to talk some basketball, uh, something I know Jewel can't wait for. Jewel, brush up on your basketball next Monday because Joey's going to be here. We're going to hear from him. We're going to to hear from you. Uh, From me? Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to pretend. (laughs) I, I love the Sixers. I'm a Philly girl, but, hey, I will let you two boys have the floor. Because I'm not going to embarrass myself. So <laughs> you guys have at it. I'll just sit back <laughs> and listen to my favorite station. That sounds good. That'll be Monday, Wednesday night, uh, next Wednesday, the 23rd. One that I'm definitely, again, looking forward to. I said this on Monday. I look forward to it. Uh, we have Madeline Zima coming to us. Uh, you may remember her from The Nanny as little Gracie Sheffield. Now she's just a beautiful grown-up woman, an incredible actress. She's uh, got a new movie coming out. She's also been on Twin Peaks and Californication. We're excited to have her. That'll be the Stoops' first-ever doubleheader show, because we're also later that night going to be joined by uh, a musician, Tony Chen. Um, Tony comes out of the same stable public relations group as Danielle Taylor, so we can guarantee that he's going to be great. If he's anything like Danielle, she'll be an outstanding interview. So both of them will be with us next Wednesday. Monday the 28th, this show is awesome. I am so excited for this one. The amazing girls from the Glam Skanks are back. Uh, We saw them live in concert. They are tremendous. Their interview should be great as they prepare to go back out on tour with Adam Ant. That is the 28th. And the 30th, the guy I love. This guy is outstanding. Pop star and British super singer Aaron Paul will join us. And he's going to have great stories, Joel. We got to meet him. He's going to be new to you, and, and wait to hear Aaron. He's he's going to be fantastic. We're lining up people for September. We're not going to give out names yet because we're saving special announcements. Jewel's been blowing up the phone with certain people in the industry that she knows, and uh, they're giving out some names. John Ragus uh, has given me a few names today. So we got people coming on. We are cooking, and a lot of them are going to be names you say, oh, yeah, I know them, or Oh, yeah, I think I know them. And then some are going to be, oh, my God, that person's coming on the stoop? That's right. It's going to be just that great. You excited for a big August, too? It's going to be so exciting. Um, I'm really pumped to get, you know, I'm just excited for each day now because we're getting to talk to all these great people. And, uh, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. And September is going to be amazing, too. So all of you guys have to stay tuned. And just enjoy the ride because it's only going to get better, people. And you no, know, we're only going to get better. And and I I know I suck right now, but 
I'll, I'll try to get better too. <laughs> you know, you you say that you suck, but I automatically am putting you in the stoop hall of fame. I'm going to repeat a big ass word that goes in the stoop hall of fame. That's that's a better. I'm sorry. Better than any I, phrase I've ever said. Curse. <laughs> Tell me I can curse and I bash for it. I see how it is, Jeff. <laughs> I love it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, my send-off used to be uh, when John was here, I used to always say at the end of the show, don't be a douche. But now I might tell people not to be a big-ass whore. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's our new catchphrase. It's going to be on our, <laughs> it's gonna be our business cards and our T-shirts and uh, uh, the oh, BAW. I'm going to call you the ball. That's what we call you now when you're no good on the street. We just call you the ball. <laughs> The ball. Oh, geez. Ball. Um, <laughs> so that's we, a new uh, name for people. Again, I wanna... That bitch is a yeah, ball. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're going <laughs> to call people. You know, so if you don't listen to the stoop, and here's your first warning of why you should always listen. If you don't listen, you'll be out one night and me and Jewel, and I'll turn to Jewel and like, this guy's a ball. And you won't know what <laughs> it means. And we will. So if you listen, you're like, hey, asshole, I was listening to your show. I know what that is. <laughs> Uh, like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're blackmailing these people to listen more and more every day. They have to tune in. <laughs> uh, and if you tune in to Monday night's show, we will uh, video Jewel trying on her new ta-ta-ta. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Monday night, besides Joey DiBenedetto, uh, Jewel will be wearing the ta-ta-ta and Jeff will be wearing the cocksock. And uh, way to whore yourself out, Jeff. I will always whore myself out. I am not ashamed. <laughs> um, again, for you joining, uh, for those of you who joined us from the beginning, we apologize for the technical difficulties. Sometimes it does happen. Uh, I just fired our engineer. We'll be looking for a new engineer uh, to make sure the stoop goes off without a hitch. I'm telling all these people, make sure you listen. Then the show starts with, and then Joel had to. Uh, Jump in and get us started. So thanks. Just stay with us. Even though I'm speaking, just stay with us. I promise we'll be good. (laughs) People are getting more excited to hear what you got to say, obviously. Um, So (laughs) once again, we want to thank tonight's guest, Sean Kanan. Absolutely phenomenal. From the Bullet and Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, and General Hospital, Karate Kids 3, author of The Modern Gentleman, Cooking Entertaining. He's been in Hell's Kitchen. He's a karate guy. He's been everywhere. So I want to thank Sean for coming on. He was fantastic. And don't forget to catch uh, Daytime After Dark, his comedy show, August 20th. I'm obviously going to be scouring YouTube right afterwards and see if you can watch this thing. Sean's funny as heck. I mean, hilarious. Really delivered a great show tonight. He uh, was super funny, right? <laughs> he had us he laughing. He had me laughing. Oh, oh he had goodness. me laughing. And um, that was great. I was excited because you get comedians on. Yeah, you get comedians on, and you're thinking, God, I hope they make me laugh. And I was just right. really laughing hysterically over here. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to force. It. We're super real on the soup here now, so uh, we're not going to laugh if you're not funny. And Sean, you had us rolling. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully, we talk to you again soon. Yeah, he'll be invited, absolutely. And uh, we talked about that at the very first uh, production meeting here at the Stoop. You won't hear the <laughs> coming from Joe and I. You'll hear real laughs. And if you're not funny and, and we're not laughing, we do have a button to disconnect you. So we're not going to punish our guests either. And uh, certainly worked that well. Don't forget, Monday's time again, the usual, 8 p.m. 
on the stool. Joel, what are you doing now after the show is over? What do you got uh, planned for us tonight? Um, you know, big night. I'm gonna uh, probably have some more beers because that's my life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe catch on some uh, catch up on some Cobra Kai. Yeah, I want to check that out too. Yeah, it sounds great, and uh, I will probably finish this ice cream. Um, my wife will listen to see you about an hour and a half ago. Not totally liquid yet, so I'll enjoy that. And uh, I think it's time for another episode of Ray Donovan. I'm hooked. I'm going to end season That's one tonight. I'm hooked. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah, it gets that, better. And uh, Liv Schreiber is one of my favorites. I have uh, reached out to him already to try and get him on the stoop. I have not heard anything back, but... Uh, I'm going to buck for that because that's a guy I'm absolutely positively 100% would like to talk to. Jeff, um, I would piss myself if you got Leave Sharper on this stoop. I would <laughs> die. Oh, my God. I'm talking to Ray Donovan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. <Yeah. laughs> so, we're trying. You but, know, I, I, <laughs> but, no, that would be great. Will, we will try. I will continue to myself out. So we're going to wrap up this Wednesday episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. For the amazing, the beautiful, the wonderful, the talented Joel Tatey, I am Jeff Perini, the shark. Thanking you, everybody, and wishing you all a good night. We'll talk to you Monday. Have a good night, guys. See ya.